Hey guys, before we start this episode, we just need to address the elephant in the room. The coronavirus is currently changing the world in ways we could never have expected. This episode was produced and recorded weeks before the pandemic got to the stage it currently is. Now, we don't know what trajectory it will take, but we want you to know that you are not alone. We are all in this particular bubble together. We will put out a new episode every two weeks to keep you company through these times of uncertainty. Stay with us and stay safe. Podcasts. Listening to them is like studying law. They make you feel smart and better than everyone else. I listen to podcasts because they make me feel smart and better than everybody else. Yeah, I know the feeling. I studied law. It also sounds really cool when you tell your friends you listen to podcasts. I listen to podcasts, so I'm better than you. Today's podcast is all about podcasts. A little history, some conversations with people who listen to them, what our podcast is all about, and why you should listen to it. This is Inside the Bubble. crowdsource podcast about social bubbles. Every episode will feature stories from different people about their experiences around a unifying concept. We do this to show how our social bubbles limit our worldview. My name is Shay. I'm your main host for today. My co-host BC will be popping in every now and then to add context. That means I will jump in to better explain something Shay says, like what I am doing right now. Let's start with a story. A guy called Evan, in 2004, decided that his job at Google wasn't good enough for him. So he quit and started his own company. He thought that Google was too big an organization for him to have his freedom. He needed his own space, you know. Evan was the kind of guy that would think like this. He had been a contributor to web blogs, getting popular, and had coined the word blogger. He was exactly the kind of guy to leave a stable job at Google to start his own company. The company he started was a podcast publishing company called Audio. Their websites would be a directory and search destination for RSS syndicated audio and video. In simple terms, it was a website where you could listen to podcasts. At the time, there was no proper distribution platform for podcasts. Evan saw that attention towards podcasts was growing, but there was no easy way to make or assess these podcasts. So he set out to build a company that would fix that problem. Then, in 2005, Apple made this announcement. Now, we recently announced something new for iTunes and iPod, and it's called podcasting. Uh, As you know, the podcasting phenomenon is exploding right now. And uh, podcasting, of course, is a concatenation of iPod and broadcasting. And what is podcasting? You know, it's been described a lot of different ways. With Apple entering the podcast market, audio didn't stand much of a chance of making the impact they set out to make. It was yet again another big company taking Evans' freedom away. He had to pivot. Pivot means to change what your company does. 
It's like when you don't meet the jam cutoff mark for medicine, so you have to study biochemistry instead. This is where an engineer named Jack came into the picture. Jack had been developing a messaging service that allowed users to publicly share updates. Because the medium was text messaging, there was a 140 character limit placed on the updates users could share. This forced them to be creative, witty, and concise. Later on, this site was named, um, you guessed it, Twitter. Since then, Twitter has become one of the biggest websites in the world. There is a good chance you found out about this podcast on Twitter. But this episode isn't about the origin of Twitter. It's about podcasts, and I want to start with where they came from. So, podcasting used to be called audio blogging. Way back in the days. And before podcasting, we had internet radio. Which was exactly like regular radio, but on the internet. And we had the radio for almost 100 years before that. With the internet getting more popular in the 80s and 90s, people started thinking of ways to put more things on it. Radio was the next obvious thing after mails and the news. But putting live radio on the internet didn't make a lot of sense. Putting audio shows on the internet that weren't live but could instead be downloaded and listened to at any time. Now that was brilliant. So that's what they did. They being intelligent computer guys like Dave Weiner. To make this happen, they use something called RSS. RSS stands for RDF Site Summary. RDF stands for Resource... Actually, never mind all of that. Just know that all podcasts exist because of something called RSS. This happened around 2004. Since then, podcasts have grown a great deal and are growing more than ever right now. As of 2018, Apple claimed to have 550,000 podcasts on their platform. That number grew to over 750,000 by mid-2019. In 2019 alone, there were over 200,000 new podcasts, ours being one of them. And the number of podcasts isn't the only thing growing. The number of people listening to podcasts is also growing just as fast. Between 2013 and 2019, the number of Americans that listen to podcasts grew from 19 million to 62 million. That's a lot of people. More people than are living in South Korea, the country with the highest percentage of podcast listeners for its population. Lots of people in Nigeria listen to podcasts too, but we don't have a number for that. Instead, we have some of those people. Hi, my name is Oduayo Ogunwi. Oduayo is a tech consultant whose favorite color is white and on some days pink. She likes to read, write, and watch medical dramas. She loves sweet things and hates seafood. Every night before going to bed, she does her skincare routine, drinks a protein shake, and scrolls through social media. She has never, ever killed a person, but most importantly, she listens to podcasts, which makes her better than her friends. Kind of just depends on how often podcasts I listen to puts out new episodes. So, you know, there's one episode every two days, I think. (laughs) So, yeah, 
at least at least three times a week. It depends, but at least three times a week. Before starting any venture, a usual question people ask is, is there a market for this product? And because in some way, making our podcast is like starting a company, we had to ask, is there a market for podcasts in Nigeria? Do people listen to podcasts? Turns out, yes, people do listen to podcasts. Lots of people even. Mostly young people. And young people like a particular type of content. Are you into Bebo? I actually do want to travel around Nigeria. It's just a oh, trek. Got to go. Was that one time I asked a question? The teacher said, is it time for questions? <laughs> Can't you wait? This is the podcast for you. I mean, just a sidebar to Christian. Nobody's getting saved by the fact that you're not getting some. Act of being an adult, grown up city. city. <laughs> yeah. what we're talking about. I said what I said. The Unsolicited Opinions podcast starts now. Who was prepared for this? That is a soundbite from a podcast called I Said What I Said. Hosted by Faye Kemi Abudu and Jola, last name unknown. Okay, so Jola's last name is actually Ayeye. On Twitter, they go by FK Abudu and Jols. It's one of the more popular podcasts in Nigeria. On it, the hosts talk about... Um, what do they talk about? Hi, I'm FK. Hi, I'm Jols. Welcome to I Said What I Said, the Awesome Said Opinions podcast. Yes. I love, love, love that podcast. It's literally two women, two ladies, two women, talking about anything and everything. And you can just tell from their voices, listening to it, the personality is coming out of it. It is so funny. Educative too, but funny. It's really good. That's another podcast listener. Her name is Olivia. And she loves the I Said What I Said podcast. Obviously. I Said What I Said falls under the category of podcasts called Society and Culture. Inside the Bubble falls under the same category. These podcasts are people-centric, trying to tell stories of people in the society, how they act and interact with each other. The types of stories told and how they are told differ depending on what podcast you listen to. FK and Jules tell stories with their own usually opinionated voice. Sometimes, including an interview with a guest. The Loose Talk podcast tells stories purely through interviews and they tell the stories of pop culture and what happens in the entertainment industry in Nigeria. Odwayo, the voice you heard earlier on, listens to them. Oh, the very first podcast I listened to was, um, well, they have a new name now, but it was formerly Loose Talk, but now they're no name giants so yeah that was the first podcast i listened to i don't think there's any story really i think i just stumbled on something from the podcast on twitter and then the whole um whiskey thing they, there was like some controversy or like some buzz around them for a period so i'm like let me even check this <laughs> let me check this podcast out i mean before then i had never really been into listening to stuff i mean i prefer to read loose talk is one of the oldest and most popular podcasts in nigeria produced by osage alonge and under the pulse nigeria it was one of the most listened to podcasts in nigeria for quite some time the content they made was what nigerians liked Just and the content was about people nigerians cared about celebrities <laughs> as a result it became a favorite of many then, in December of 2019, 
they disappeared. The episodes disappeared from SoundCloud and no one knew what happened. After a while, Usagi announced that they had split ways with Pulse Nigeria and they would be changing their name to the No Name Giants. Under the new name, they put out six episodes. On the 19th of January, the group released another statement, this time saying that they were ending for real for real. They would no longer be making new episodes. People weren't pleased, but after 200 episodes and three years, people were mostly fine. An era had ended. On February 7th, the No Name Giant Twitter account tweeted this tweet. One last time. Dot, 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 question mark? Quite frankly, at this point, I think people are tired. Hello, my name is Anu and I'm recording this for a podcast project. Uh, my favorite podcast is, I. it's kind of difficult to pick what my favorite podcast is. I like three of them uh, for various reasons. I like The Guardian. Uh, it was the first one I got into. It's about a subject I love, which is football. And I got featured on it about three times in the summer of 2018 during the World Cup that Russia hosted. Uh, I spoke to them from Lagos a, a, a number of times. Um, my other one is The Daily from The New York Times. I like The Daily because it gives you a sense of perspective from Times reporters globally. And Michael Barbaro has a fantastic voice. Um, my other favorite podcast is Today in Focus by The Guardian UK. Um, it's basically something similar to The Daily from The New York Times. But in a way, it's I, I, I think I like it more than The Daily because it's more in-depth. Um, the British accents, uh, the host Anushka Stana has a lovely voice. And you also get a... Uh, yeah, I say one of the best names in podcast history. Uh, the person who does their sound design is called Axel Kakutier, and she says that every day. People like podcasts for different reasons. The next person you're about to listen to like podcasts, not because of the content she could get from them, but because of the content she could share through them. Hello, my name is Queen Rafi and my podcast is Queen Rafi Space. I started it because I used to work in radio. I still want to go back to working on radio. And I had to move from Minanaja State to Lagos, Nigeria when I got married. So I did that move and I had to leave my job in Niger State where I was a radio presenter and head assistant head of programs. So when I came to Lagos, I was really, really, really bored. And I wanted, I had a lot to say and I had a lot of content in my head. So I started to look out for a way to put out those kind of content. I started doing like one minute videos on Instagram, but I'm not very good with videos. I prefer to just, you know, say all of my words and not, I don't want the focus to be on my face or how I look. I want it to be on the things that I am saying. So for me, the YouTube thing wasn't working so well. And I remember, and I, and I remember that someday I had come across somebody who posted an audio video from anchor.fm and I was like, wow, this is amazing. So I downloaded the app and that was how podcasting started for me and the reason why that started like i said is because i needed a platform to talk about the things that i'm passionate about and also you know 
you know curate all of my content and have them in a place like me every time my brain is on overdrive <laughs> i'm creating content all the time and i did not want all of this content to just die just because i didn't have a radio platform that i was working for and anchor.fm then just provided that platform for me um how did i listen to other podcasts before i started um podcasting i did not even know what a podcast was i had never listened to a podcast before that time i just started doing my podcast that was it it took a, a bit of time for me to understand what i was doing and for me to put myself you know gather myself together arrange my content and all of that say about eight months before i realized okay yeah i'm finally podcasting and stuff yeah so i didn't know of any other podcast but now i i do listen to podcasts i do listen to them and it's been amazing the amount of information and contents that you can get just listening to other people you know do the research and present them in a really amazing way i do listen to quite a few um number of podcasts lately ever since i started doing mine rafiat's story stuck out to us because in one of the episodes of her podcast she featured her dad on it that was a bit interesting for us because well how do i say this most Nigerian dads call WhatsApp, what's up? Oh, what's up? Okay, <laughs> how did I convince my dad to be on my podcast? Wasn't so much of convincing, honestly. I just spoke to him. I was in the house with him that day. I traveled home and I just said, oh, hey, dad, I would like for you to, you know, feature on an episode of my podcast. And he was like, okay, no problem. Let's do this. That was it. There wasn't really so much convincing needed um does my dad did my dad know what a podcast is before that episode yes because he listens to my podcast when i started to do um podcasting he had asked me oh, what's this and i told him oh it's just like an online radio where i get to you know talk about things that i like oh, okay cool no problem and that was it I, I he had he had known before that episode does he listen to my podcast or any other podcast my dad listens to every episode of my podcast I don't know if he listens to any other podcasts, but I know that he listens to my podcast. My dad has always been like my number one fan. So whatever it is, I double into writing, singing, playing, whatever it is. He's always like my number one fan. You go onto my Facebook page or my Instagram page, you will see his comments on most of my posts. My dad listens to my podcast. I don't know if he listens to other people's podcasts. But for my own podcast, he definitely does listen to my podcast. And just um to add up, I wanted to have my dad on an episode because he he's a very brilliant person and I've just wanted to have that memory with, with me. You know, life is very short. You never know what will happen tomorrow. And I always told myself if I had the opportunity, I just wanted to have those conversations I had on that episode with my dad, which is exactly why I did that episode. I know that it's not part of the question. I just felt like adding that. Thank you. Let's take a break to hear from our sponsors. Okay, we don't have any sponsors, so we made up an imaginary one. This episode of Inside a Bubble is brought to you by The Coco. Not to be confused with The Coco. The Coco does exactly the same thing The Coco does. We make top-notch quality, extremely good, impeccable, interesting, unlike any other you have ever seen before content that will change the way you see the world. Well, not the world, just Nigeria. 
Okay, not Nigerian. Lagos to be specific. Alright, alright, alright. Not the whole of Lagos. Just the specific parts of Lagos where we live. The Coco has all the best content out there, so why not visit our website today at www.thecoco.wordpress.blogspot.africa.com Subscribe to our newsletter to get an update every time we post something new, which we do twice every hour. P.S. The Coco is not affiliated with Divine's The Coco Master in any way. In a way, most podcasts are about people. Some are about science, some are about politics, some are about inanimate objects, but most circle back to people. So when people talk about what they like in podcasts, they always talk about the people in those podcasts and the stories that are shared. This is what we notice when we ask people what their favorite podcasts were. I don't know if I have a favorite podcast episode. I mean, when I listen to some episodes there's always something i like about it and then i listen to the other one and i like something about it and i can't really just pick one but i don't think i have a favorite but oh yeah i said what i said the write him episode the last episode i don't it was just so funny what they spoke about and the way they were talking about it it was really funny then i liked the one with burner boy's mother you could actually pick a whole lot of things from there. Yeah. Then, of course, I like any episode from Modern Modern Love. I mean, it's deep. It's so full. I like it. I'm terrible. Thanks for asking. It's good, too. I don't really have a favorite episode. I just like... If I listen to it to the end, then I like it. Mm-hmm. In these moments. Oh, my gosh. That is... is I, I, just, I just discovered that one. And I absolutely, absolutely love, love that one. I think my favorite one would definitely be an episode of In These Moments. Or it was about a lady that got married to some guy. And then she found out, later realized the guy was abusive. And then he tried to, but basically, I mean, he, she was trying, he was trying to get... Um, citizenship through her she didn't know until much later you know just the same old you know um, guy marries girl for papers but she doesn't know he tries to um, he tries to she gets her in trouble with like police he was abusing her it was a mad thing trust me that story was really crazy it's the kind of story that you you like read or like you watch on the news or you see in a movie but this is real life. In these moments, is one of our favorites too. It is a storytelling podcast created by King Wale and Teminiwa. Every episode, they feature incredible stories told by Nigerians living in diaspora. In a way, we think we have a lot in common with them. We are both trying to tell stories otherwise unknown. The main difference is that while they are shining their lights on untold stories, we are shining our light on untold perspectives. We are trying to tell different versions of the same stories, show how people perceive a single experience in different ways. An example of an experience people perceive differently would be NYC camp. Some people hate it. 
So, um, first of all, I do not wish NYC on anybody. It's such a useless, a really, really, really useless exercise. And some people actually sort of like it. I had a wonderful time in camp. I had an amazing three weeks in camp. There's a good chance that if you're listening to this podcast, you know what NYC is. But on the off chance that you don't, here's a breakdown. NYC is a youth scheme that first came into existence in 1973. For one year after graduation, the youth coppers are posted to states around the country where they work and contribute to the community. The purpose of this scheme was to foster nation building as well as unity. The government's strategy for that was through cultural exchange and service to the nation. The NYC year begins with a three-week orientation camp in a military-controlled camp base. It was in April 2018, and at that time, I think Kogi did not have a local airport, so I had to take a bus, and then the bus did not have a terminal, so I had to stop at the side of the road. I was stopped at the side of the road, and I had to find my way. So I think I got into a cab with about three or four other people who were going to NYC camp. So we loaded our things and then we set off. And when we got to the camp, we were asked, like they asked our taxi driver to park about, I wouldn't say a mile, I don't know how to measure these things, but it was quite far. And then we were asked to drag our load all the way to camp. You see how suffering is embedded inside the core of Nigerians. So, um, and the thing again was that we were told that we were very lucky that we were asked to drag our load on the ground because the people who came before us were asked to put their loads on their head and start running. See why I don't wish NYC for anybody. When we got to camp, we did registration that took, um, I think, a day and a half. I think we all got so tired because the, the people there were so old and they were so slow and they kept asking a lot of stupid questions that they kept separating people if you went to a private school if you went to a public school like i didn't understand what it was for but they sure did it and then um so when we finally got registered we were put into our various platoon and luckily for me i got the most i think my platoon leader was actually a very kind man who happened to have a soft spot for me so I could get away with a lot of nonsense. Um, and then, okay, um, what I was told was that if you, I wasn't told per se, I, I Googled it. So I did a lot of um, research before I got to camp and I, I found out that if you joined probably a Red Cross, a Red Cross or you joined the broadcasting unit, or you joined something in hospitals, as long as you were doing something considered very, very important in camp, you would not, you may not have the need to get involved in any activity at all. And that was my plan from day one. That was how I was able to avoid all form of physical activities. In camp, the youth coppers engage in a variety of activities most notably the march past. For most of the day, many coppers would be out on the field practicing with their platoon commanders. 
There were also other inter-platoon competitions like sports. Men competed in football and women in volleyball. I got involved with the um, match past practice sessions. That was really interesting. At some point, they wanted to make me the... Oh, what's the word again? I can't remember the... Is it the command? Something command, but the, my voice didn't carry well. I wasn't commanding enough, you know? Um, then, oh, I played volleyball. I was always playing volleyball. Every chance I got, I was practicing. It was the first time ever playing volleyball. I had never touched the volleyball before camp, but I got so good at it. I joined my team, my platoon team, and we won. We won it for my platoon. So um, even after the, the, the competition, we still I still played for fun. Um, then I tried to, to go into drama, but I, I pulled out just so I could focus more on the volleyball thing. Drama, another activity at camp. Every night, the campers had social nights, which involved inter-platoon drama, singing, and cultural dance competitions. Other notable aspects of camp are the man-o-war drills, the camp food, and the people you meet. And all these activities were possible because camp started at 4 a.m. every day, which was miserable to everyone until they got used to it. It was difficult to wake up early in the morning because I'm not an early riser, but I, I got used to it in no time. I would wake up really early, bathe and get ready. So when the call and, and go back to bed. So when the call comes for us to head out, you know, I would already be set. But camp isn't for everyone. Some people might hate it or love it, but some people simply don't have the stomach for it at all. It's not uncommon for people to leave camp early because of one illness or the other. Like someone who sent in her story to us but would prefer to remain anonymous. She did everything in her power to make NYC as favorable as possible for her. That's a polite way of saying she bribed people to influence the states she was posted to and where she eventually worked. You can even bribe your way out of camp, but she didn't do that. Instead, she fell sick. On the very third day, Susan, let's call her Susan, was hypoglycemic. She had low blood sugar. A condition she was previously unaware of. In camp, people spent long hours standing under the hot sun and doing rigorous physical activities, all of which aggravated her condition until she could no longer stand on her feet. And she passed out. She was out of camp until the very last day when she returned to receive her posting letter. The letter telling her where she would be spending the next year. The idea of the NYSC year is to give COP members the opportunity to get one year experience before going into the job market. The sad reality is that the experience is almost never relevant to the course of study of the COP members. Most people get posted to teach in secondary and primary schools. Some specific specialist courses like medicine get to work in hospitals and people with the connections can get their posting to companies of their choice. Susan was among the latter group. She got posted to work in a studio where she is a voiceover artist and a podcast host, just like me. 
But I'm not Susan, I swear. I'm a law student. And we've come to the end of this episode. The Do You Listen to Podcast episode. If you got all the way to this part, I guess the answer is yes, you do. This might be your first podcast, or you might already be a veteran, like some of the people featured in this episode. Either way, thank you for listening. We know the episode was a little long, but we hope it was worth the time you spent. Every episode, we are going to be featuring topics like the NYSC one, where people tell their own personal experiences relating to the topic. Our next episode is about failure. Well, most people think my story of failure would be um, having to restart university again. I think that's the hardest thing most people can think of, yeah. But for me, that was more of a result of my actual failures rather than uh, a failure in itself. Failure in school wasn't the failure because it's a process. You don't just fail school. It's like continuous. Once again, we'd like to thank you very much for listening to this episode. It means a whole lot to us. The main host was Sheyi Olubaba, and I am Bisi Adidun, co-host of the podcast. Inside the Bubble was created by Isu, who also produced and wrote this episode. We'd like to thank everyone that contributed to this episode, and all our patrons over at Patreon that are supporting us by donating to production. Special thanks to our beta listeners for giving us feedback on how we could get better. The music you heard in this episode is linked in the show notes. If you like this episode, share it with a friend and have a conversation about it. Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Until the next episode, this podcast was recorded inside a bubble.